Hello and welcome to another episode of A Fresh Perspective here on Heavenward Thinking. Today we're continuing on in Luke chapter 3. We're going to finish it off with the baptism and then the genealogy of Jesus. Starting in verse 21. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Now, Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. He was a son, so it was thought, of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Melchi, the son of Jani, the son of Joseph, the son of Mattathias, the son of Amos, the son of Nahum, the son of Esli, the son of Nagai, the son of Math, the son of Mattathias, the son of Semain, the son of Joseph, the son of Jodah, the son of Joanan, the son of Risa, the son of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, the son of Nerai, the son of Melchi, the son of Adai, the son of Kasim, the son of Almadam, the son of Ur, the son of Joshua, the son of Eliezer, the son of Joram, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Simeon, the son of Judah, the son of Joseph, the son of Jonam, the son of Eliakim, the son of Meliah, the son of Mena, the son of Mattatha, the son of Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, the son of Salmon, the son of Nashon, the son of Amminadab, the son of Ram, the son of Hezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, the son of Terah, the son of Nahor, the son of Sarug, the son of Ru, the son of Peleg, the son of Eber, the son of Shelah, the son of Canaan, the son of Arphaxad, the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalalel, the son of Kenan, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. So as we look at this section, uh, we have two uh, very, very different <laughs> sections here. The first one is something we all know. We've heard of the baptism of Jesus. And the second is the genealogy of Jesus that I am sure that most of our viewers have not read once, let alone uh, many times. Okay, well, I can't wait to talk about the genealogy uh, <laughs> because I, I actually think there's some, some, some relevant, super cool things in it. Mm. But the baptism, uh, I think it's so funny because <laughs> Luke is just like straightforward doctor, detail-oriented mm. person, right? So here's the deal. Jesus got baptized. God <laughs> said he loved him. And he was his son, period. End of story. Mm. Like, like, that's, like that's all there is to it. There's yep. no, like, like, there's no dove coming down. There's no interaction with John, you know, where it's, you know, you baptize me. No, you baptize mm. me. You know, there's none of that kind of stuff. It's just straightforward. So a bunch of people are getting baptized. Jesus got baptized with them. <laughs> Right, and have it opened, like that's a normal thing, you know, like, and and the Holy Spirit descended on them in the physical appearance like a dove, and some voice just came out of from nowhere, and, and it's like all okay with mm. it, like there's mm. no, like I think it's, I think it's amazing, right, like how Luke writes this book with all these kind of facts, like, you know, whether it's angels in the Christmas story, or whether it's, you know, this, a dove, the heaven opens, a voice comes from heaven, it's just... Yeah, yeah, it's kind of okay. Just, mm. just normal stuff happening every day. Yeah. You know, where, like, I feel like I'd be around, like, ah, oh, you are not going to believe it. Like, this is what happened. And mm. use my 55,000 words. Absolutely. Uh, it's amazing to me because uh, we, we just get through a very detailed section the, the past couple of weeks of John the Baptist mm -hmm. and, and where it even goes into his personal encounters with the soldiers, the tax collectors, the people. Uh, and, and we see that and, and we see immediately following this extremely detailed genealogy, which is amazing and mind blowing of Jesus Christ. And yet we get to something that most of us go, whoa, that would be amazing to be there. I'm, I want to know what it's like. And we get two verses out of it. 
so it's amazing to me that this story uh, that in other gospels is expanded a little bit more. Uh, in in Luke's gospel, as you said, he just kind of gives the facts. Here we go. Jesus was baptized. He was praying. Heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And then the voice came from heaven saying, "You're my son, whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased." And and we get this little little tidbit of this story that, that is really powerful and something that that is pointed to uh, through the rest of the New Testament uh, of Jesus' baptism and what it meant and, and how it shows his, not just humanity, but his divinity as God and as God's son. Uh, and so it's interesting that he doesn't give more details. And yet what details he does give is just the obvious facts and it should cement in our minds for us uh, the facts of of what Jesus did and the events that happened uh, in this story. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it, it it causes some questions, right? That just don't get answered during the story, right? John's telling the people, "Repent, mm. you bunch of sinners, you brood of vipers, you mm. bunch of people who need Jesus," right? But but repent because you aren't doing godly things, right? And people are repenting, and then he's baptizing them, mm. and then you have like. This kind of, well, everybody's being baptized, so Jesus gets baptized. It's very easy, and that to say, like, well, why was Jesus getting baptized? Did he need to repent? Mm. Was he, did he make, like, like we're counting on the, the perfect, you know, uh, person, right, in Jesus. Mm. He didn't, he didn't sin. He didn't make any mistakes. He had, he, he wouldn't have been counted in with, you brood of vipers. Mm. You know, you need to repent. But I think the average person who's reading this story, if they, they didn't know that we're counting, like, we all just know Jesus was perfect. Mm. Like, but wait a minute. Wait, how, how does this work? <laughs> Why is Jesus being baptized here, right? And in the other versions, John even asks, like, hey, no, you baptize me. Mm. I don't want to, like, you know, there's no, and there's also no talk here, like, no cousin talk. You know, mm. like, hey, cousin, how are you? Hey, I'm good, how are you? How's the family? How's the family? God, it's all good, good, good. Hey, how, everybody else getting baptized, how would you like? Like there's 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 none of that right. Mm-mm. There's no there's no going back and saying John saying, hey, remember when I was uh, when I was in my mom's stomach and and your mom came to tell her that she was pregnant and I and I bounced all like I I knew like I heard you right then like who you were and all these there's none of that kind of stuff. It's Mm-mm. just you just got baptized. Yeah. And it just shows us the the focused message in the book of Luke that here is exactly what Jesus did. Here's the facts uh, and take them or leave them. Um, As you said, there are questions that come when we look at this. Uh, But I think uh, what Jesus was doing here was identifying with us uh, as his human side. Not that he ever needed to repent of anything. He was perfect. But he was identifying as he did so often throughout his ministry with us because he was going to become our sacrifice to do what we couldn't do uh and so i I think this is just one of those moments where he's symbolizing he is coming in doing and fulfilling all the things we can't do uh and here's how he's identifying with us as human beings yeah love it Uh, but in the same sense we also have uh this very 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 detailed genealogy uh, and oh, what are your thoughts on this genealogy? So, I, you know what I love? I get excited about this genealogy for two reasons for me. I'm sure you have other reasons, right? But there are two things that stand out here that I think super preachable should and, and that we need to think about, right? Uh, the first one is uh, in verse 23. As he began his ministry, Jesus was about 30 years old and was thought to be mm. the son of Joseph, right? Mm. Uh, it, it's funny because we just, again, as Christians, we assume... Everybody knew that he was the son of God. But everybody around him assumed 
he was the son of Joseph. That, that's mm. just what they got out of the whole thing, right? Especially people who didn't know that Mary was pregnant before they got married and all these things, mm. right? I mean, there probably would have been rumors of, like, whose son is he? Maybe he's this guy's or this guy's. But there's this, there's this thing that everybody around assumed that Jesus was just a normal, everyday young man mm. with a dad and a mom and all these things, right? So sometimes we, we read the, the Gospels and we get this, like, how did these people, like, how did they not know about Jesus? And how did they treat him this way? And how did they think this? And how did they do this? Well, because they thought mm. his dad was Joseph. They thought he was just like everybody else, right? I, we I, Like, if you don't read this genealogy, you miss a really important little tidbit there mm. in answering the question as to, why did his neighbor say, isn't his brothers and mom with us? And aren't these things... That, because this is what they grew up with, right? They didn't. They, there wasn't a sign. Jesus didn't carry around a placard saying, "Hey, God, uh, God's my father," right? Like there's they're just none of that. Like he's not my dad. It wasn't his T-shirt, right? So I think those <laughs> things are. I think that's the first thing that I would point out. Mm, absolutely, I, I totally agree with that. I also think uh, this just shows us the incredible accuracy of Scripture uh, to to have this huge account of all these names. Uh, we, we have a lot of people who look at this genealogy uh, and or look at scripture, uh, maybe not even look at this specifically, but they try to point out that it's it's inaccurate. It isn't uh, really God's word. Uh, how can we trust in this book? It's just a common book. Uh, but when I look at the Bible and specifically things like this passage where we see these detailed uh, accounts and genealogies, uh, uh, for example, uh, I, I just see uh, the incredible accuracy of Scripture and how someone someone didn't just come and sit down one day and go, I think I want to add 70-some names uh, to this little writing of mine, and people are going to think it's great. Like, that's just not something you would do if this was a, a fictional story. Uh, so when I look at this, I see this just confirming and reaffirming uh, the inerrancy of Scripture and how it really, truly is the Word of God, because because no one else is going to come up with something quite as detailed as this. What else do you see uh, in this uh, section? Maybe about the people that are included. So I think I, I mean I think there's lots to see in this whole thing. But the thing that has always stuck out to me is the whole uh, son of Nathan, son of David. Right? Mm. I think when we when we start down through that list, we expect to see Solomon's name in there. Mm. We expect that that David, Solomon, like Jesus was just going to go down through and be this line of kings, right? And all of this stuff. And and it wasn't Solomon. It mm. was Nathan that none of us have even ever heard about, <laughs> right? So we hear about Absalom, we hear about Amon, we hear about, you know, Adinabab, we hear about Solomon, we hear about all the different kids of David. Mm -hmm. Out of the blue, Jesus' <laughs> line comes through this kid named Nathan, mm. right? And I, and I think that that's super important for us, right? That Solomon gets all the glory, Solomon gets the kingship, Solomon gets to be the wisest man that ever lived, mm. Nathan gets to be in the grandfather lineage of Jesus. Mm. Not such a bad deal, right, for somebody that we never heard about in the Bible, really, right? That mm. there are no great stories about, hey, Nathan fought, Nathan did, Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. Like, no, that, that's not how it works, right? I think that gives us great hope. I think little things like that in this lineage, like where we expect to see the big names and the, a list of kings, you know, that follow David, mm. I think that that gives us hope that God takes minuscule people like David, who was a little shepherd boy, mm. and makes him king. And then God takes minuscule people like Nathan and says, how about if you 
post the line of Jesus? Like, mm. how, how would that be with you, right? Like, how how about if you know Joseph is going to get credit for being in your line, and Jesus is going to be part of that line? Mm. I, think, I think that's amazing that God could have chosen anybody to list that whole line through, because ultimately any of them could have been his dad, mm. right? But instead, uh, instead this this guy gets it, and get, to me, it's just super amount of hope in this whole little thing that. This little tiny fact that to me speaks volumes. We all look to the big names, and God says, yeah, how about if we choose this one to be in the lineage of Jesus? That's pretty cool. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, there would be stories for all of these different names here. Uh, when we look at it, the people that were included in the lineage of Jesus Christ, this genealogy, it's amazing to see some of those names. And as you said, that one in particular uh, is surprising to many people because we really do think that it is just about the big names in the Old mm-hmm. Testament, we see some people here, really all of these people, if you want to look at it, that the Lord used who could easily not have been used by other people and, and that he goes out of his way. I mean, we think of even just the calling of Abraham here, whom so many of these uh, men came after. Uh, he was just a, a random guy that the Lord picked and chose to make a great nation and do all these great things. And, and uh, we look at people uh, like Judah, who was the son of Jacob, and, and we know that he was not such a great guy at many times in his life. He made some pretty messed up uh, moves, and yet he's included. And even David, we see he messed up uh, what we would say big time, uh, and yet he's included. And we see uh, just all through this line, people who were not perfect, uh, people who were just like us, they made mistakes, they tried to do the right thing sometimes, uh, and yet God used them and worked miraculously through them to eventually lead to this whole line leading down to Jesus Christ. Uh, so I think uh, you're right on that for sure. We we can look at this uh, and find hope that, wow, God could really use me if I just have the heart of wanting to serve the Lord faithfully in whatever place he's put me in life. Yeah, I think that that's the key, right? That You look at this, it starts with Adam. Mm. And however many generations you said later, right, all of a sudden it ends up with Joseph, who does unbelievably hard things mm. and and ends up hosting, be the, the host father for, for Jesus, right? Mm. Every one of these guys... Right? I don't know that anybody told Joseph's dad, hey, your 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 son's going to, you know, get to be part of this whole Messiah thing. Like, mm. like every one of these guys, like they lived out their life, they did their stuff, they failed, they they got back up, they they worked with God, they did all this stuff, and they're all in this this line, and none of them know. Right? Mm. None of them know this is what's coming their way later on. They just gotta live in today, which tells us we don't know what's coming our way, mm. right? We don't know what we're going to do. So we live out today. We do the best that we can do. We get back up when we fall. We do all the things because we don't know 72 generations later what God's going to do with it. Absolutely. Uh, we just need to live faithfully for the Lord today and use every ounce of our being to serve the Lord today. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope that you've been challenged by this and encouraged by this and that you'll join us next time as we start chapter four on a first perspective on heavenward thinking.